This podcast, along with other fine shows, is proud to be a part of the one and only Throwback Network. Please visit at throwbacknetwork.net. Also, this episode stars Mr. Doug McCoy, courtesy of McCoyCast.wordpress.com. And now, enjoy the show. Hello, my name is Urbanator, and what you're about to hear is a collection of audio journals that I'm recording from 1980 to 1989. Today is October 31st, 1980. And I plan to tell you what happened actually in the future with my good friend Doug McCoy as we go down our Halloween memories. I will cover a tiny bit of news, some music, and a smidgen of movies. My show and tell will be my good buddy Doug, who's going to come over and talk to us about the Halloweens, past, present, and future. We have a lot to discuss in 30 minutes or less, depending on the length of this particular cassette tape which I bought especially. It's a black bassif. They're hard to come by. So let's begin. Welcome to Zerbinator's 8289 podcast. This is a recorded journal dedicated to the history of the 80s. All music used in the 8289 podcast was written and performed by Manolis and can be found at www.immanuals.com Ladies and gentlemen, 8289, please take your seats. Are you ready? We hope you enjoy the show. 8289, the show is about to begin. Are you really ready? So today is Halloween, and I am excited because Halloween is my favorite holiday along with Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Easter, my birthday, and Halloween. I love Halloween. I've spent many years trick-or-treating, probably more than I should have. I've spent many years performing haunted houses. Lately I haven't because of the move. Being up here in Connecticut is hard for one reason all my Halloween goodies are down in Virginia I didn't think to bring them and I wish I did so for today I'm going to place some pumpkins outside plastic and real and hang a ghost that I found actually I made and just put up some little decorations and enjoy the kids that come up this time but next year, I hope to have all of my goodies up here, and I'm going to perform one heck of a haunted house. I've got to make up for the years that I haven't done it. And now, we will talk about current events. There's not too much to talk about in the news. September 30th was a very pinnacle day here in America. Digital Equipment Corporation, Intel, and Xerox introduced the DIX standard for Ethernet, which is the first to support 10 megabits per second speeds. And I think that's gonna really change the way things are done in the future. On October 21st, uh, the World Series, the Philadelphia Phillies beat the Kansas City Royals four to two in game six. So, when are you gonna see the Kansas City Royals in the World Series again, I ask you? 
Now on to music news. And now we will talk about music. Well, the police released their third studio album, and I always have trouble with this name, but I'm going to try it. Zenyata Mandata. It's actually Zenyata Mandata. And uh, it's really good. It has a lot of cool songs on it. And I'm going to sing some of them for you right now. <laughs> don't stand. Don't stand. Don't stand so close to me. Ding, 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 ding. That's not how it goes, but, you know. I love this album. I think it's a great album. And I really, really, really hope they continue with their music because they've been fighting a lot lately and it's frustrating because you go see them live and then they end up throwing poop fits. So... We'll see. September 25th was a very, very sad situation. Drummer of Led Zeppelin, John Bonham, was found dead by John Paul Jones. And it's it's sad because he was a great drummer. Unfortunately, he uh, just messed around too much with things that will kill you. A riot broke out at a Black Sabbath concert on October 9th. Uh, the bassist, Geezer Butler, was hit in the head with a bottle. And then the band quit and walked off stage. And now I'm going to go down the list of top ten singles for week ending October 25th, 1980. And i got to hurry up because Doug is on his way over. Number ten. Never knew love like this before. Stephanie Mills, 20th Century Records. Number nine, I'm alright, nobody worried about me. My favorite part of that song, really quick, is when he goes, Oh, heart beating, oh, heart beating. And the dreamy stuff in the background, isn't that great? Kenny Loggins, Columbia Records. Number eight, I'm all out of love, what am I with her? And it, air supply. <laughs> You Can't Breathe, Listening to Air Supply, Arista Records. Number seven. The Wanderer, Donna Summer. Not even gonna try it. Number six. Lady, I'm your night and I love you. Kenny Rogers. Gosh, I hope he keeps that face because he is such a good-looking guy. Liberty Records. Number five. Real Love, Doobie Brothers. Don't think I've heard it yet, but it's number five. Number four. Upside down, you're turning me. I'm not going to bore you with that singing. The Pointer Sisters. Diana Ross, Motown Records. Number three. Pointer Sisters, Planet Records. Number two. Another one that bites the dust. Thank you, Jerry. Every time I sing, he comes around. Queen, Electra Records. And number one. Woman in love. He's no big surprise. I'm making that up. Barbara Streisand. Jerry, you want to sing? No, he goes and eats. And so Barbara Streisand was number one. She is cute. And now, 
we will talk about movies. In film, I'll tell you really quick that I went and saw Motel Hell, which is a it's supposed to be a horror comedy. Um, it was it was really sick, and it was quite graphic. And uh, I tell you what, I can't wait to see another one like it. It was really good. It's about a farmer, and he was a uh, like a a meat product salesman type of guy. They call him butchers. And he anybody his name was Vincent Smith and uh, he went around hacking people up and uh, he smokes meat and then he started smoking human flesh and uh, he would set various traps in the hotel to catch his victims and they were restrained and placed in secret gardens buried up to their necks and uh, they had their vocal cords cut so they wouldn't scream uh so I highly suggest going and see it. It's it's good. It's kind of creepy. Uh, it's very low budget, but it was great. It was directed by a gentleman by the name of Kevin Connor, and I hope he makes more horror movies. It would be interesting to see what he does. It had a special appearance by Wolfman Jack, who played Reverend Billy in the movie, and uh, it was it was just interesting. Yeah, I just I'm not going to say much more about it, but you got to go see this movie. And now, we will have a little show and tell. So I'm going to decline the video game section portion of this particular journal this week. Um, only because I have somebody who's going to be here in about... Uh, what was that? I have no clue what that sound was. So I'm going to have somebody who's going to... I don't even think that sound was invented yet. I'm going to have somebody come over very soon who you all love and adore. My buddy Doug. He should be here any second. And until then, enjoy this. Everybody's heading for Woolworth and Woolco to get set for Halloween. There's costumes of TV favorites like Wonder Woman and The Hulk. There's popular characters from Star Wars. And there's superheroes like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, and many more at bare bones prices. $238 to $417. And there's spook sticks, face pops, hollow witches, wrapped candy of every kind, all at the favorite Halloween haunts. Woolworth and Wool Coat. Well, once again, welcome to 80 to 89. Tonight is going to be a very, very special night because I have my good friend Doug McCoy here with me tonight to discuss past Halloweens and things that we've done over the years to celebrate Halloween. Tonight is the Halloween special for 80 to 89, and I want to welcome my good friend Doug McCoy. Hey, bud. Thanks for having me over. It's nice to be in your new place. That you've uh, Now that you've moved, we don't get to get together and play Atari a, a whole lot, but it's nice to, to be in your new digs here. I love it here. It's, it's, uh, if you take a look out your right, you'll see a beautiful view of the lake, and the fall trees are everywhere, and uh, there's a whole bunch of ducks and geese and everything else going on over there, and it's going pretty well. I'm really enjoying it. Excellent. So so happy for you. Still prefer Atari, Thank but you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that, we have Duck Hunt, so that'll be fun to use. <laughs> we could always do that. Was there an Atari Duck Hunt? Um, no, but in the future, maybe some other console will come yeah. out and they'll have a game called Duck Hunt. You know. Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Something that maybe we could play. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> in the future. Um, 
Well, tonight I thought it would be nice if, if since you and I basically host the 80 to 89 journals for the cassette tapes, I was wondering if, if we could talk about our past Halloween. Excellent. All for it. I love Halloween, love uh, I, I living Halloween fun. and talking Halloween, so I'm all for it. So can you, how far back can you remember your very first trick-or-treating session? Not including like two years old when you know you were carried, but but when you went out with your bag and the costume that you wore for that particular trick or treating season. Wow, uh, I can remember back to at least um, 1983, which hasn't happened yet, but um, I I can remember at least back to to that year, and perhaps yeah. a little before that. It's very vague. Before that, I do I do remember mm-hmm. painting pumpkins, uh, but I don't right. remember trick or treating any before that. So that's probably the earliest I can come up with. Well, I, if I think back far enough, the the earliest I can remember was probably it would have to be when I was seven years old, nineteen seventy seven, going back to there, and I. Re- yeah, I remember uh, my mother would make me dress up in a Dracula outfit and run up and down the stairs. I went through three sets of plastic fangs because I was grit- gritting them so tight trying to scare the kids. And as soon as I opened my mouth, they go flying out and the dog would take it and run away. But the, my job was to scare the kids up running up and down the steps. And my mom would host a, a haunted house through our living room. And she was crafty, so she put all this stuff along the side of the walls and on the piano and little monsters and even back then they had uh it was like a monster finger that that would go around in circles on this fake hand that was about up past the wrist so it would sit on the piano and play a note all the time it, it, she had it set on the piano and it hit that one note all night and all i have is a toy piano but this is what you would hear you know and that would go on for about seven hours. So I would hear this, because she started the thing at 4 o'clock, and it would go on until about 10. And, uh, yeah, that was it. And then I would be like, oh, gosh, okay, I'm exhausted. I've run, I've run up and down these steps for quite a while. And I never got to go trick-or-treating in that particular year in 1977. And uh, so that's my first Halloween that I can, that's as far back as I can remember. Um, do you remember some of the candies that you used to collect? Oh, uh, sweet tarts were always some of my favorites. Um, I remember those. Uh, they kind of taste like peanut butter. They're in the black and orange wrappers. I guess it's like peanut butter taffy. They're not like a... Yeah. yeah they're not a brand name or else the, the brand name's not printed on the wrapper. They might be Brock's uh, candies, but they're like um, toffee or... Peanut butter, caramel, maybe, but they're like like a taffy kind. I remember that a lot. Lots of dum dum suckers. I, those were always at the bottom of the barrel. I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't care for those as much. Um, and of course, you got your Snickers, your Milky Way, your Three Musketeers, Reese's peanut butter cups, M and M's. What's the what's the uh, the ones that ET goes after? The Reese's yeah pieces. Reese's pieces. Uh, all all of those. I'm a Snickers guy. Myself, pretty much. Probably Snickers, M and M, Sweet Tarts. That's probably my favorite. Dum Dums and the and the yeah. black and orange uh, uh, toffee kind of falls down the bottom. Uh, what about you? Did you ever get any um, homemade treats like apples, pumpkin balls, anything like that? We got apples that we could shave with, <laughs> and they were really good. No, we got. You were that we kid, got, huh? Uh, you were that kid. Yeah. I was, I, I was that kid, and I also had the Pop Rocks, and I drank too much Pepsi <laughs> one year. 
but <laughs> but no, we would get bags from. I remember Mrs. Williams right next door to me, really sweet lady, Pearl Williams, uh, the epitome of a uh, Gary. What's his name? Uh, the Far Side. Larson. Gary Larson. Gary Larson drawing of an old lady was what Pearl looked like, and she was a sweet lady from the South, and she always gave us bags of uh, pennies, and then inside was a little tiny. It was like a dessert that she made with butter, uh, sugar, and it turned into some kind of toffee. It was homemade, mm. that. And, and there would be pennies, nickels, dimes, and a quarter in there. And then, um, so we could go down to Ayers Hardware and buy our own candy afterwards. And then, uh, and she always said the same thing. Be sure to look in your bag, because I got some money in there for you this time. And so that's what it was like to go to Pearl's house, and she did make some wholesome goodies. What about you? Did you deal with well, that yourself? Yeah, I can remember a couple popcorn balls. Uh, I'm not sure I was allowed to eat them again because of the shaving problem. Uh, I do remember getting some money. <laughs> I remember one old man challenging me one year, and this may actually be pre-83. Uh, this may have been uh, 81, 82. Uh, I was dressed as the Lone Ranger, and I came to this man's house, and he's handing out pennies, maybe two or three pennies, and he thought I had been there before. Because I was wearing it, it was a, a Ben Cooper Lone Ranger costume. You know, they sell them in the store. You're going to see five or six of them uh, a night. And uh, he thought I had been there before and said, "Didn't I already give you some pennies?" And I had no clue at the time why he would possibly think that, and just kind of stammered, "No." And uh, he still gave me some pennies. I, I think to this day he's probably thinking. If it wasn't for that kid in the Lone Ranger outfit coming back twice for more pennies. See, that's the, my, my brother and I one year. We dressed up. We went out early. Excuse me. We were going to dress up in good costumes afterwards, but we went out early. And what I did was I would pull a shirt up over my head, and he pulled his shirt over his, his mouth <laughs> to look like a bank yeah. robber. And we went, and this what we planned on doing was going, and he was young. He was probably about uh, six which would have made me about nine. Uh, and we went out early and went trick-or-treating about the five, six o'clock hour and planned to come home and do it again later when my mom found out because she found candy in our bags already. I was like, where'd you get this? Oh, we found it. And it's like, you guys went out and trick or So that year, 1979, wasn't allowed to go oh. trick-or-treating again later. Yeah, we got yelled at in trouble. And I just remember sitting in my room getting all ticked off and opening up the window and yelling at the other kids, you guys, you're no good, you look terrible. And I was just taking it out on every other trick-or-treater that walked up and down the street. <laughs> my mom did not allow me to, uh, to double trick-or-treat either. You know, we had... Uh, where, where I grew up in Ohio, um, mm-hmm. each little town or even each little neighborhood, like my my neighborhood was Lincoln Village South, uh, they would have trick or treat on a certain night. It may not be the thirty first. It, it may be you know the 29th, the thirtieth, and uh, other neighborhoods like Lincoln Village North, just across uh, Route Forty Broad Street. Uh, might have theirs, you know, the next night or the night before. And there were some lucky kids in school uh, or maybe uh, unsupervised, unparented kids, I don't know. But they would go hit, you know, multiple neighborhoods. And I was never allowed to do that. I was only allowed the one trick-or-treat night, uh, whatever it was in our neighborhood. Yeah. Did uh, did they ever do that in your neighborhoods? Did they, did they do it not on the 31st? In my neighborhood, I think the reason they did it was to try to prevent hooliganism. They figured if they did 
they yeah. didn't do. I think sometimes they call it beggars' night or bag night. I grew up in Washington D.C. area, so Arlington, Virginia, right outside of D.C. And and no, we always had it on the thirty first. There was. I remember one year there was an option. You could either go one night or another night. You know, which night we wanted to go, but I always had to go to the 31st. That was uh, very, very... So you never heard of this, uh, you know, if we don't do it on the 31st, then that will prevent, uh, you know, tricks that that, that will stop the tricks part of trick-or-treating? No. uh, Tricks actually didn't come until... Like after my trick or treating years were over, and I'm I'm sad. I was I went all the way up to like age eighteen. Okay. So when we were we were doing haunted houses up until the my age of thirty, and that's when things started getting hectic. Like people would run in and attack the house. Oh wow! Eggs thrown, all that stuff happened in the late eighties, all the way up to early nineties. And that's when we had bad nights and to the point where, like, maybe we should do this haunted house, you know, two nights before and forget it. Okay. Well, in my neighborhoods, they, and they even eventually, the way they do it now is it's always on a Sunday night, no matter what day Mm -hmm. the 31st is, because they figure if the kids have to be in school the next day, they can't be up that late to cause trouble. So we'll, trick or treat will always be on Sunday. I just think that's terribly pathetic. If you don't do it on the yeah. 31st, then what's the 31st there for, you know? I, I, on one hand, I kind of like it because there's so many things you could do on Halloween that if you go trick-or-treating on the 30th, you could do a party. But if you're doing it like the 27th or the 28th, no, that's just... Yeah, that's pretty yeah. bad. That is pretty bad. Um, the, the words are trick or treat, and there will be one of either. Yes. So... You just got to put up with the trick part. I mean, that's what made it what it is. So, well, did you ever pull any big tricks on uh, Halloween night or as part of your trick or treating? You know, maybe those go together, maybe they're separate. I remember one year a friend of mine, Denise, and I uh, rampaged somebody's house with toilet paper, <laughs> and that's the worst I've ever okay. done. Okay, that's that's really the worst I've ever done, and and it felt great while we did it, and then afterwards I saw them picking it up the next day, and I was like, well, I think at that age it didn't bother me too much. <laughs> now it does. Now I feel guilty. But back then I was like, <laughs> you, yeah, that's what we did. We we TP'd a house. You've done worse than me. I mean, as you said, that's not so bad, but you have done worse than me. I never was into the trick part of it. I was into the treat part of it. For me, it was all about the candy. And I, did they have, like, scheduled times in your neighborhood? In my neighborhood, it was like 6 to 8. That's when it was going to be. Yeah. Okay. Same as me. Um, I remember that. And, and yeah, it was like uh, 6 to 6.30 was the time that we would frantically run around the house and put on makeup if we were doing makeup or, or cut our faces with the Luke, Luke Skywalker mask into our sure, eyes, sure. you know, and and make sure that everything was cut right, recut the mask. And then uh, 6.30 until about probably 7.30, I think we were allowed an hour. Okay. And we would just do the people we knew so we wouldn't get the uh, haunted apples or the uh, knives oh. or the... It, yeah. it, Any other it was stuff. not that way for me. We were six to eight, I believe. Now, I never was the first out the door. I always waited until I saw somebody else on the street. But as soon as I saw somebody else on the street, I was out. And usually, you know, there's still a little bit of daylight there. But I would maximize those two hours. And I even, I even right. started with a group of friends, you know. And by the end of the night, they would have gone home. We hit every single house, not just the people we knew. And um, I was far, I mean, my, my neighborhood, 
uh, again, Lincoln Village South, it, it was pretty sizable. And I would be far in the, um, I think, southeast part of it. Far in the south, you know, right. where I didn't normally go, getting as much candy as I could. And then, you know, hauling that bag home all by myself in the dark, plopping down in front of the TV, you know, Halloween's on, Disney's Halloween treats. Legend of Sleepy Hollow, something like that, dumping that bag out and start sorting, boy, and uh, pulling what I wanted. <laughs> That's the best, isn't it? <laughs> Going there through. are few memories as pleasant as that in my mind, to be honest. The, the memory of being way, way out in Lincoln Village by myself in the dark and not feeling any fear, not feeling threatened in any way. Right. Just gathering candy. And, and you know, who knows? Maybe I was lucky. Maybe I was blessed. Maybe God smiled on me or something that I didn't get taken or beaten or who knows what. But to me, right. it seems like the perfect childhood um, activity and, and experience. Now, did you ever experience anything crazy during trick-or-treating? Any weird things happen? I normally go out on Halloween with the dog and just look at all the everybody just trick-or-treating because that takes me back. And there was one year that I went through a, a house, and, and it's nothing too weird, but it was weird for Halloween night. I went through, not a house, I'm sorry, a yard, and uh, it's like everybody disappeared. When I went in, the streets were crowded and everything was full. It was about maybe 8.30 at night. And then uh, I went through this canopy tent where they had a really cool fog machine set up with uh, tombstones on each side and fake stuffed with newspaper dummies sitting around and stuff. And it was pretty, you know, it was pretty cool, cheap, but, you know, cool. And I get outside of the other side of that tent, and and as soon as the fog cleared, everybody was gone. Even the people that were, you know, sitting in the front steps of that house, because I went to get candy, and there was nobody there. And uh, then I walked up a little bit and walked around the block, and then people started gathering around again. But So that would be the strangest thing that's ever happened. Okay, well, uh, somewhat similar... These people had their house open, or maybe it was their garage, and a bowl of candies just sitting there, and there's this statue of, of a wolf man is behind the bowl mm-hmm. of candy. And there's a sign next to the bowl of candy that says, take one piece. So we go up there. I take one piece because I was always the good one. Uh, my my yeah. friend decides <laughs> to just grab a handful, you know. And I mean, it, he's lucky he didn't pick up the bowl and just dump it in his bag, but he, he takes a handful. <laughs> Turns out that werewolf statue was not a statue. And, uh, the hand yeah, reached out, grabbed my friend by the arm, and said, one piece, and uh, terrified us. <laughs> we went running away, you know, but that was probably the strangest awesome. uh, that ever happened. But usually, trick-or-treat, uh, for me, again, it was all about the collection of candy, the, the maximization, maximal... I, getting as much candy as I could. I don't, I don't know <laughs> right. the technical term for it. Maximizing my... Well, candy maximus. Yeah, can, can, yeah. candy <laughs> maximization. So it was more like a job to me than anything else. I would notice some of the costumes, um, you know, some of the houses, some of the decorations. I remember there was one lady came to the door. I've always been in love with, you know, the, the mature ladies, the, the nice-looking mature ladies. Yeah. And she was dressed up as Cleopatra. <laughs> and, um, oh, my goodness... Was I in love the minute I saw Cleopatra? The same type of thing. Uh, I dressed up. Two more years, I went out trick-or-treating with Caitlin, my youngest daughter. And um, 
And she was too old to go trick-or-treating, too, but she was short, and I thought, you know, hey, you want to get some free food? She's like, sure, we love Halloween, let's go. So we went twice. One year I went as uh, some kind of uh, Grim Reaper dude where I would show up, we would go to the steps, and I would get down on my knees, and I was wearing a big, long cloak with a hood and holding up a bag, and Kate would pretend that she was, like, my mother, and I was a little <laughs> kid. And so he put candy in there, and then as soon as they gave me candy, and my lowest voice, I go, thank you, and then stand up <laughs> and watch the people in the house to, like, back up. It was great. The next year, uh, she and her best friend were going trick-or-treating. She went as peace, um, where she was a hippie, and her friend went as a mime, which was quiet. So they were peace and oh. quiet. And then it was a great idea. And I went uh, because of the year. I can't remember which year it was, but uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was really big. So I did a great Johnny Depp costume as Captain Jack Sparrow. So I, we, long story short, we went out trick-or-treating. Uh, we went to a house, and people opened the door. And uh, they saw me, and I, of course, was trying to be as Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp as possible, so I say, good evening, love, I hope you enjoyed your Halloween, and I have with me a bag that requires filling if you have some candy. And I did the whole dance and the, you know, swagger and the Keith Richards wobble <laughs> and everything, and the hair matched and the goatee matched. This girl tried to invite me oh. in, and then... Uh, that's when Kate said, no, we have to go, and she grabbed my arm. But I tell you what, even though I love my wife and I am married to her, and she's coming in right now, um, that was... Whew. That's why you don't take your kids trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why you should always bring your children. No, that's why you shouldn't bring your children. Oh, shouldn't take my kids. <laughs> She protected oh. me. So with Shelly home, uh, we're going to have to get the candy out and start getting it ready. But uh, I thought it would be nice to share some Halloween goodies. What are you going to be doing tonight? Tonight I'll be watching The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which I watch every year. Uh, I read the book every year, so I'll read the book here in a couple of days uh, as well. But I'll be watching The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Maybe Halloween 2. I did Halloween, the original, last night, so I might do a Halloween 2 as well. I always have to work the, nice. those into my season. How about you? What will you be doing? Uh, same thing. Passing out candy, watching Charlie Brown's uh, Great yes. Pumpkin. That's, that's like... That's, uh, that's almost a religion to watch that every single yes. Halloween. And then uh, I think I might actually just go as far as, uh, well, first take the dog out and check out some of the Halloween goodies around town. And then probably dress up and try to scare the pants out, out of anybody who tries to take more than one candy. That sounds like a, a good I think idea. That's probably, thank you so much for coming over and talking about Halloween with us tonight. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me over. And uh, by the way, do you still remember uh, where those ladies lived? They are right down, if you make a left down here, and then make a right over there. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this particular journal. Remember, you can pick them up everywhere now. These tapes are being sold faster than lightning. Um, new quote-unquote affiliates would be the highs on Wilson Boulevard, um, the 7-Eleven down on Washington Boulevard. And uh, you could definitely get them at all the other places, People's Drugs, Dart Drugs, Drug Fair, um, Holly Farms Chicken, Geno's. Uh, there's going to be this place opening up that I'm hoping to try to hit. My buddy was telling me about it, the possibility of a place called Godfather's Pizza. It's not open yet, but it's supposed to open soon. And if it does, I'm going to try to hit them up. Um, 
and I just want to thank you guys for helping me out so much. The the money I'm receiving from this is unimaginable, and it really does help me buy new studio equipment. So I'm hoping that before Christmas I'll be recording on something new instead of this old cassette machine. And uh, I'm, what I'm going to do is go hit Rolls Music, hopefully um, before the next episode, before the next journal, and uh, see if I can pick up some really nice rack-mounted studio equipment and um, boost this show up a bit. So hopefully uh, 1981 will be even more exciting and cleaner and clearer, but we'll see. So thank you so much for listening for this week, and... Uh, um, I wish everybody a happy Halloween. Thank you so much, Doug, for joining me. So I will continue to record these journals month to month as time grows on with all the news and entertainment that I can find, and I look forward to talking to you again. So I'll see you next month. All Observator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.servinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Servinatorland, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.